April here today. Um, she is my Instagram intuitive, a love of mine. We have connected over the past year or so about anything under the sun that kind of involves the woo-woo realm. And we just yes. thought she'd be a great guest to have on. We're so stoked to have her. She is an intuitive guide. She um, has a lot of strengths in spiritual services with past lives and um, how to kind of call in your ancestors. And she's very mm -hmm. in touch with uh, her tarot decks. She is just a, a Jane of all trades. I'm happy to have her on. Me and Ken are blessed. Yes. yes. And I'm, I'm so excited because it's the Me first too. time. It's the first time that I've been able to just like bathe in your energy and I'm loving it already. Like we were talking <laughs> off it. mic up top and I'm like, I love her. Like, yes. Where oh have you God. been all my life? Yes. <laughs> we love April. We are April stands in this house and Aww, we brought her on. Guys. Yeah. Just to free flow, um, a little about, I think sure. things that, um, come to Kendall and I's mind a lot and stuff that you sort of have a lot of knowledge in and a lot of wisdom. And I could just hear you talk forever. Um, but we, I wanted to kick off on everyone's past lives and ancestors being able to aid in their support in their lives in ways you've kind of called on your own ancestors and had that kind of aid in your business and your life and your relationships and how we each have our own set of ancestors and spirit guides and just mm -hmm. a little more about how people can feel really supported in times that they, you know, in times of high and times of low and just kind of your whole, your whole thoughts on that. Wow. So this is going to be a fun little paddling pool for me because this is like everyday stuff. So um, I'm, I think this is a fabulous question because there is so many questions that I feel that I get approached about, about, Hey, you know, Hey April, um, you know, I want to know more about my spirits and my guides and everything. And, and they're so shocked, you know, when they, when they get a session with me, how like all up in your business, the spirits are, they're like, they just said, what? I'm like, girl, they know everything. They give me the tea. I oh mean, my gosh, I, I, will, find I out want all the spirits up in my biz. I'm like, please get in my biz and tell me what is the biz because that's what I'm here for. <laughs> they are so clever and so comical in a way where just when we think no one's watching, they are. And this is why the importance of your ancestors and tending to them and acknowledging them is, is really a big part of your growth, right? Because um, we are who we are because we stand upon the, um, the shoulders of our ancestors. So we have their DNA. We come from their bloodlines. Mm. So DNA, it's, it's, uh, it has memory, okay? And so we take on a lot of their stuff. So by tending to them, the last thing they want is suffering for us. If anything, they want us to see us grow. They want to see us evolve. They want to see us um, suffer less than they did. So they're always so they're always positive. It's never like a negative. Like someone isn't like haunting you as an ancestor. Well, you know, 
I wouldn't necessarily say that. It, it, that's a very isol That's a very specific thing. So it depends on the way they pass. Like a lot of the times, when I communicate with the dead or your ancestors, let's say your spirits, um, if there's a tragedy that happened, for instance, there was a murder, there was, um, you know, a, a suicide, a drug overdose. Those are the hardest spirits that come forward because they have to like mm. answer to it. They have to say mm -hmm. they know why they've passed. They're like, whoa. I got to explain myself or, oh man. So they, they struggle a little bit to come forward because they're, there's this layer. And I know that our emotions here on earth, it's a lot different because we have our ego here. So when we cross over and we go over there on the other side, um, depending upon the tragedy, if it's like a premature passing, they have like a, um, a current that comes with them a little bit because it wasn't quite their exit point upon contract. It might've been an accident or it wasn't quite in the plan. Okay. There are okay. some things that I do know that come up like natural disasters. Things happen. I mean, life is, it's hard, you know, but um, they don't want us to suffer the way that we, you know, th they want us to avoid the obstacles as much as possible. So we need them to guide us, to shine the light on things for us. So we are better prepared for the future. So their input, their comedy, their, their funness, their, their, their wanting to know. If they give us the tea because they want you to understand that they're watching. Mm -hmm. Just when you think nobody's all up in your, oh my God, they are all up in your business, girl. Like they are all up in your business. So, and that's what shows up in the readings. Um, so my point is, is the importance of them, the uh, understanding who they are connecting. And that's why that 23andMe and Ancestry.com is, is very important to really understand who, who you are and where you came from, you know? So I don't know. I mean, if anything, um, if there is anything negative that's connected to, a, like, I wouldn't quite consider it a haunting. I would quite consider it more of a healing on the other side that they're trying okay. to they're trying to exercise the, the trauma of that passing. I mean, that's a pretty traumatic death. I mean, if you pass away, let's say from a drug overdose and you didn't mean to pass, right? You just took mm. something and it was laced with something you didn't know. You wake up, you think you're waking up, but you wake up on the other side and you're going, oh my God. So you can imagine the shock and the spirit. Yeah. Like, so they have a little trouble sometimes again coming forward and so they hang around a little bit on earth because they're trying to help the others that were left behind that are in a state of shock so um and so i wouldn't quite consider that a haunting and more of a healing okay. the hauntings are spirits too i know we kind of get like speaking of woo woo stuff like the hauntings like you get it you're like oh it's haunted well yeah, they don't want to quite cooperate or cross over for some reason. They're attached, attached. And attachment mm -hmm. has a lot to do with the ego. So if you're still earthbound, you're still attached. Mm -hmm. So when people die, I typically give them between, you know, one and three months to kind of do sort through things and do a life review. So when people approach me for reading, they say, I want to read up on Grandpa Joe that passed like three weeks ago. I'm like, give him some time. You know, I would wait about three months. I don't get this urgency, like, let's read them now, because mm -hmm. I feel like that's not fair to the soul. The soul needs to really understand some things. And they go, they do what they call a life review. And I believe it takes earth time. We have an earth watch over here, not their time, but earth time, about 90 days, about, you know, about three months. I mean, and that's valid. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. like asking me how I feel about my husband in the middle of a fight. It's like, give me some time. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, they, I don't need this to be my official reading. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because I mean, they really, they need the time. And, and plus, keep in mind, they're worried about us. So they're hanging around, making sure paperwork's getting straightened out, making sure we're not having a breakdown, making sure that we're, you know, for instance, for example, I'll just use this as testament of my mother. My mother passed in 2019. Okay, very mm -hmm. suddenly, it was shocking. And, um, and I was really mad because I do this for a living. And I was thinking to myself, um, I was thinking to myself, hey, you know, why, um, why isn't my mom like, showing herself to me why isn't she mm. trying to communicate and I was kind of getting grumpy at some point and then I realized something I thought oh my god she died very suddenly she's not ready to talk and she's kind of earthbound a little bit because she's making sure we're all getting our things straightened out and so she doesn't want to bother us too much um and it took her about nine months to maybe a year if anything to really come out and talk and I thought that that was very interesting, but I realized that it, my mother had so much trauma in her life. She had so much pent up inside of her and I was respecting her space, her spiritual space on the other side. I said, mom, you do your healing, all you got to do. And I won't be selfish saying, why aren't you talking to me? And, and she did, she finally did. So, um, so it just depends on the spirit. That's why I always like, you know, yeah, I do this for a living and, and, and I want to give the people what they want. And if they're jamming me about a reading, let's do this, let's do this. My grandpa died like two weeks ago. I said, Hey, listen, I think you need to understand that this, this soul needs some time. I'm always respectful of them and I never rush things. So, um, and, uh, and then as soon as I explain that some clients, they may not like that answer, but by the third month, they'll return and come back to me and then we'll do a reading. And then they're finally ready because I'd hate to go in a reading and they're not ready. That means mm -hmm. that my spirit will just be kind of like the, the messenger. They'll kind of be the one standing by getting a telegram from them. It's not their presence, like where I'm channeling the spirit a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. So that, then it's not as personal. And then you kind of feel like, well, that's what I wanted. So I don't want them to get too like rush, rush, and, and then try to pull on that energy. You have to be fair. So they get stronger. And when they get stronger spiritually, they're better for you anyway. So I hope that makes sense. Yeah, that yeah. absolutely does. And what I think is so cool that you've touched on in a reading that I've had with you before is like, I knew this in my soul and I knew this, but I, it's just crazy to see it actually come to life. So I feel like your personality here earth side can like come out in the spirit world. And so, yes. <laughs> um, you know, the personality so you'll describe as some of your ancestors, I'm like, that sounds like my lineage. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, um, true to form. And something you told me that's really stuck with me is that you like saw a full line of entrepreneurs. And that is true to like my, my dad owned his own business and I, have like entrepreneurial spirit. And then my brothers, we all have very much like, we want to do things our own way. Pave your own way. Yeah. Yes. And something that you've told me that like really sticks with me is you said, you know, do you have ancestors of Irish descent? And I was like, yes. And you said, you see this man from like, you know, years and years and years ago, like tipping his hat to me, sort of like go forward in business. Like Aww. I also was an entrepreneur and like you're, you're backed by ages and ages of them. And I just mm -hmm. picture that visual all the time in my head of like the tipping mm -hmm. of the hat, like a, Oh my gosh. Why does that make me want to cry? It's, it's so, so 
I'm very it's proud so of tender. you, Angela. It's so it's, tender. It's very sweet. Yeah, it's very sweet, you know, what you're explaining, because as you're talking, the energy's lifting in the room because they're excited for you, because you know why it shows your bravery and your courage just as much as they were brave and courageous doing their own thing. They didn't walk a path all their... They walked a path all their own versus people telling them, oh, it's got to be this way. It's got to mm -hmm. be this way. No, mm -hmm. do it your way. Yeah. Because when you're authentic and you, you're true to yourself, um, and especially honoring your ancestors, and you know they're going to bless you all the way, and doors will start opening up. Because anything that's forced, like I always tell clients, hey, if you need like 30 different keys to open a damn door, that's the wrong door, hon. Like mm -hmm. you, need, <laughs> you need to... You need to know that the things that are meant for you are not forced. You won't find yourself kicking in the door. You will find the doors just opening. Mm -hmm. Right? Exactly you know what I mean? That. Me and Kendall talk about that all the time. How like how often it never it, it doesn't pay off when we are trying to like hold something in our fists and like we're just trying to grasp it so hard and then it, it's just it it doesn't work that way. And we were really proud that this season came together super effortlessly. Like all our guests just booked and were with ease. Mm -hmm. We didn't have tech issues and everything was just moving. So it was such a flow. It was so, it wasn't nice. hard and it just reminded us that we were where we need to be. And that's just with this. Podcast, yeah. But and like, it was, yeah. And it was like even crazy because we like were recording some of our episodes and then took a break and we were like, this isn't in flow. We have to stop. It's not in flow. <laughs> Let's take a break and we'll know when we should come back. And when we came back, everything was like butter. Like it was like yeah. back to back to back. I mean, we couldn't be more excited. We felt like the conversations flow, like the people that we wanted to talk to were available. It was so smooth. And it was that kind of thing of like, we felt that we were trying to make something happen the first round, even though it was the same conversation, it was like something was not right about the timing and we both felt it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Divine timing. It's hard Sometimes to wait. Sometimes it's hard to it's wait. It's hard to wait. It's hard. I always say, well, you know, like when I'm frustrated and I want something, I say to myself, oh my gosh, it's not on my watch. It's on God's watch. You know, mm -hmm. you know, it's on God's watch. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it has to be, it's kind of like if there's too many things on the landing strip, I mean, how can you land? You know, you have to be respectful that everything has to come together in due time. And they yes. want you to have a safe landing. So you have to respect that if there are delays, it is um, for your highest good and your best interest. The delays aren't there to torture you. They're there to actually prepare you so things are much smoother. I would hate for anyone to rush, rush into something and then it blows up in your face, right? Nobody wants that. And they mm -hmm. don't want that for you either, meaning the spirits. They don't want that. They want to make sure that you are, everything is in alignment. And so, oh, and like it's I so said, hard sometimes. I get oh, so yeah. patient. I'm like, <laughs> I've been waiting long enough. Like, come on. Yeah, if so you're up in my business, you know how impatient I am. <laughs> yeah. So April, to give some context, uh, we might sure. get this. We'll just de decide as we, as we get past, but, um, just to give context to you uh, about Kendall, she's living in Trinidad and she is wanting to actually, Ken, you can take the floor a little bit about like the uncertainty in yeah. your life. I think we can just like even keep this in. Um, but yeah, so I am, I was moved here for my husband's job, um, being told that we were going to be here for a year. Um, and it's a little island in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. And so I left like my job, my friends, like my whatever. And then by the time that we were slotted to leave was when COVID hit. 
And so everything shut down. And so we've been legitimately like trapped here um, for over a year. And we are in complete, complete, complete lockdown here. Like I can't go to the grocery store with Clint. Like it's been bad. So yeah, my husband, sorry. (laughs) Um, So anyway, um, and I've had some really good like time here, whatever, but it was interesting because I had talked to um, uh, one of our intuitive friends and she was saying, she was like, yeah, you were placed here to get your spiritual master's degree. Um, Mm -hmm. This was like your husband got a job where you were going to school. And it's like so crazy because by the time that we're actually like slotted to leave now, it would have been the amount of time of like getting a master's degree. And Mm -hmm. so even when we were like going to leave after a year. So I feel that I'm constantly in this thing of like, wait, so are we going to leave? Like, like when can life be normal? When can this not be so hard? When, and I know that everyone collectively feels that, um, you know, with the time that we're in, but yeah, sometimes I'm just like, can I have a little bit of clarity of where my life is going for like one second? Like it's been too many years of me just kind of like sitting, waiting for the next chapter when I've always in my life taken it by the horns. I've been like, yeah, I know exactly. Like, I'll go here, I'll do this, like I'll work for it, I'll do whatever. And so then being put for so long in this unknown, it just feels so murky. And so like, wait, why are my spirit guides? Like if these people are for my benefit, like, can you just give me like a sign here of <laughs> well, it's, where it's we're going? Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we are the captains of our ship, you know? Um, and I think it's interesting that you talk about uncertainty and, and, and I mean, everything's uncertain. There's nothing that is certain, but what is certain is the present moment. And that is where your main ingredient should be like, you know, the main force should be placed in that moment that, that focus, um, because nothing's a guarantee. I mean, we, we, we can't even guarantee tomorrow. Right. Mm -hmm. So I noticed that you said, I'm waiting for the next chapter. The chapter's happening now. Uh. (laughs) that's what my spirits are saying to me yeah. right now no i know that's what everyone's spirits are telling me <laughs> what does she mean she's waiting for the next chapter the chapters now you see i know so nothing is tomorrow I mean, nothing nothing <laughs> <Ken's> like, <laughs> no, ken's like ken's like can you um shuffle the deck and give me a new one <laughs> You're like the ace of decision is what I'm looking for here. Um, but isn't yeah, that how no. it is? Like anytime I do a reading for myself, which is rare, but when I do feel the feel the call to read myself, I always get the slow down card or something around I slowing die, down. I die, it's always slowing always. down, which is what you need to hear every single time. And mine is be in the present moment every <laughs> single time. Yeah. Yes. So. Yes. And the thing is like, don't, I, I think it's more about trust. Um, that's another thing. And that's, and I, that's what I meant to say when I was talking about earlier, what the main ingredient is being in the present moment, but that's the trust. You have to just, you have to trust things. When we're, when we're anxiety filled, we're going too forwards. If we're like depressed, we're going backwards. Mm. Right. But when you're in the present, they always say you're at oh, peace. So, so okay. if you're at peace, stay present, stay present, but put the faith in the present and just say, you know what? Um, when you open your heart, 
you open yourself up more to that faith frequency. And faith is like trusting that God has got you, that your spirits have got you. And, um, and like I said, you're talking about waiting for a chapter. I mean, the chapter's happening now. It's, you're seeing, mm-hmm. you're feeling the shift because it, it's an energetic um, shift for you, I think. And I think it's a spiritual thing for you too, because you're meant here to do some healing work or something along these lines, but for, for the people, I mean, big Libra energy anyway is about, um, you know, finding balance within themselves and exterior factors, internal, internal, exterior too, as well. But not only are you living that, but you're also by you sharing your life with other people, you're, you're showing them how you are managing it as well. So you can be mom, you can be boss, you can be a healer, you can be all these things. And still by you just showing the world who you are is, is, is a gift. Oh my gosh, People I told what? her this today. Today I told her this. Uh, she was I know. I'm like, to me and I was like, it's because Kendall has a block in which when she talks about herself, sorry, I'm going to out you here, but I think, no, no, you're fine. I, I think it's important because Kendall has a block in which she thinks when she talks about her life that it's indulgent and it's not safe and it's, un, it's like, it's not wise to talk mm-hmm. about her own life and to share like specific examples. And I keep getting this ping to tell her like over and over that that's just, that's I I feel strongly that when she does that will open up so much more for her and it will be so healing and that when people listen in it is a gift that she's giving and she is (laughs) such a healer and she is such a giver and I know she's working on not mothering and more leading but I think there's so much leadership that can come with like taking the wall down and letting people in I think that that is the leadership in my opinion and I know that's biased because that's the way I operate the world but like I just I feel it to be true. And the fact that you just said basically verbatim what I told her on a voice memo today is mm-hmm. like indicative of that. Well, there's healing in your story. I mean, do you know how many people want to relate versus what they're just seeing on a cookie cutter Instagram post? I mean, give me a break. Mm-hmm. You know what I want to see when I'm on Instagram? I don't mind seeing your guys' vacations. I'm like, wow, that looks like fun. I'm so happy for them. That looks awesome. But the things that really get under me and get through to me under my skin <clears throat> in a positive way is when I see someone share something that has been getting to them or it's, it's vulnerable or it shows that their life is messy. That's something I can respect because I relate. I relate because... You know, just because what I'm posting on the Instagram doesn't mean that behind the scenes isn't it, it doesn't look like a circus around here because it typically is. Mm-hmm. That's why I always joke. It's funny. I was thinking about like I was telling you, Angela, about the reality show because you have no idea what it's like behind the scenes, like this craziness. It's mm-hmm. it's like I'm a mom. I'm this. I'm. This. But that is something people want to see. They want to see. Oh my God, yes. look at her. She can be a hot mess and still be a boss. That's awesome. You know. So your story is a gift. You sharing your experiences is part of the gift. You sharing your experiences is part of the healing gift for other people because there's nothing more that people are just, they're salivating at the mouth for something that they can relate to. They want to relate. And that's why Instagram is a wonderful tool at the same time because yeah, you can post your squeaky clean pictures and all that. That's fantastic. But also it's an opportunity to share connect and, and, you know, and talk about life and how, how imperfect things are and laugh about it and just go, Oh my God, girl. Like, I I can't even tell you how many messages I get 
when I share some personal things, not super personal, but just like, Hey, I'm in the middle of this and, and Oh my God, girl. Yeah, I know. You know, and, and, and then we get laughing in, in the DMS, you know, like, cause of how crazy. Yeah. And your story is, is, uh, is God works in your story. So when you share your story, you share God too. I love that. And okay. okay so you know? I have, I have a question and I think this is a question for both Angela and I in regards to what you're saying. So Angela and I have talked before about, um, ancestral trauma, right. Of yes. that we feel both of us actually feel that we have been called to end a certain lineage of trauma. And th we both have like said that, feel that whatever. And what do you feel that every generation feels that, but maybe falls short or falls into their own trauma? Or do you think that there are specific people? Like, do you think every single person, like our parents were like, yeah, we're going to end this and then didn't. Yes. Everybody has an opportunity to change anything. Yes. Do you feel or that they are called to it or they are given the opportunity? Or do you feel like every single person is like, I get that. I think every person is like, I don't want to become my mom or I don't want to become my dad or like whatever, <laughs> like these things that they have a personal, whether or not they were wrong. I'm just saying like, we have this thing of like, Oh, I don't want to like be this thing that I saw. Right. But yes. do you think that every generation is called like, Hey, I need to end this yes. block. I do. And to answer your question, I think I know what you're asking. So in other words, you're talking about the impasse and the healers, which are mainly why they're birthed into this life. I mean, we have our, we have our people that, that are born and yes, we all have every day is a choice. We have an opportunity to choose to stop smoking, to stop drinking caffeine or every day we, we make choices. Um, but there are people that are, that are specifically birthed and born to change or break cycles. Yes. That's the contract. That's what's in your natal charts. I mean, mm. um, that's a whole nother conversation, but my point is it's like, um, I see a lot of the impasse and the healers that are born to, to raise the awareness and to raise the frequency in the family and break those, those cycles, those patterns and generational. Some people, I don't like the word curse cause it just sounds kind of like, I, I just, I'm not a fan of the word. I think it's more mm -hmm. about, um, breaking the cycle or breaking the, I guess the currents that have been in our DNA because our body absorbs everything. So if you come from the womb of your mother, you've basically absorbed all of her trauma and her mother's mother and her mother's mother. It's it, because you have the umbilical cord, the whole thing, you're all connected right. and the DNA has a memory. So I do feel like there's a bit of discernment here and, and I, hopefully I'm answering your question correctly, but there yeah, are I'm just absorbing are, it as you're saying it. Mm -hmm. The healers will absorb just about anything. That's why you get like me. I'm, I do a certain amount of sessions a day and that's all I can take. And I have people going, come on, I want a 15 minute or I want emergency. And as much as I would love to say yes, because that's my job is to help people, I will, if I feel that energetically I just can't give no more, I will let them know, listen, it would be unfair to me and it would be unfair to you. I cannot say yes. Mm -hmm. I think it's best that we book tomorrow or try to get you in tomorrow because I know how much I can give. Mm -hmm. And my point is with any other healer, like, you know, we're all in a way kind of like healers, but I know specifically certain people 
have come here to do some work and they, they came here with the determination to end it, to fix it, to do something. I believe that I came here for that. There's no doubt in my mind because I, I've, I'm a very lucky human being. I, every time I've done, I've, I've been reading cards since I've been eight years old. I was wow. hiding in a clo- I was hiding in a closet with candlelight away from my family for fear of like people making fun of me. And I am self-taught. I was reading tarot books at a very young age because I knew this, but I didn't know how I knew it. Wow. I re- still remember. That blows my going- mind. I still remember going, and I shared the story a lot. I still remember going to like a little fair or something with my mom. And I remember her, um, there were these, all these gypsy ladies that, you know, they read palms and cards and, and I was so young and I walked over there. I was fascinated. And I go, mom, I can read those. And my mom just looked at me like, uh, yeah, honey. <laughs> I'm like, okay. You know? And I was like, no, I, I can read those. I know, I know how to do it. And my mom goes, okay, you know how to read? Here we go. So she bought me a deck and there's a little booklet in there. And then I would go to the library and, and look up stuff. And at the time, I mean, I'm much older than you guys. Like I, back then there was a library, not the Google, but I mean, Listen, um, Angela stands a library. She is yeah. still there every week. So <laughs> I, yeah, me in the oh, library. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, BFFs, I'm for sure. Yeah. I'm single-handedly trying to make the library hot again. No one wants to be I on my bandwagon. That's I'm, awesome. always, I'm at the library weekly minimum but anyways that is wild that is wild from such a young age you knew I always am just fascinated by that and especially if you've had no resource to like understand what that was so it's just like when you saw it in the in the wild at the fair you're like oh that that's what it is it clicks like I can do that I can read that and it's like your mom probably was like she doesn't even know what those are just like you didn't have access to she was shocked she was like "Are, are you serious but my point is we're talking about the generational, you know, patterns and, and how DNA has memory. I've done this before in lifetimes and I just, Mm -hmm. but when we're born, we forget everything. We, it's a race. So it becomes slowly kind of coming back to us as we grow and we go through things. We're like, wait a minute. I feel like I've done this before. There is no other explanation. It's so spooky. It's Mm -hmm. so real. Like I've definitely had feelings like that where it's like you know when you're drawn to something and you like suck at it and you're like yeah like this (laughs) seems fun but I suck and then there are other things where you're like try it for the first time you're like I'm sorry why am I really good at this I've never done this and you feel like there's no reason I should know how to do this so well yeah. yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. Yeah, putting yeah. on a glove that you found it, it, that fits just right, but you're like, I haven't even put it on before. So how? Yeah, it's, it's just it's just a matter of kind of like, like I always say, your gifts you're born with, but talent is earned. So you have to like remember things. And the only way I was able to like really, I knew I had a gift, but it was the only way I was really going to be able to to like exercise it, like working out in the gym. It's like an old muscle that hasn't been worked. Right. So I had to like apply, apply, apply that craft every single day. Boom, 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 boom. Just cracking at, at my gift. And, um, I never thought it would take me anywhere. I feel like Forrest Gump, like, you know, he goes, I just felt like running. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh like I love all it. I was doing. I just writing cards <laughs> and I would take my cards everywhere. And I would read for somebody and someone said, girl, you read for me that one time at that party. She goes, I want you to come over to my house and girl, you need to bring them cards. Like every time, <laughs> bring those cards, you know? 
because what you said came true or, and I started seeing how, how God would just send me people. It's no coincidence that people come to me. I always say when someone comes to me, I feel very blessed. I feel like, okay, I have an opportunity Mm. here to serve, to serve, to help, to bring closure, to keep these people better prepared for the future. So there's no surprises. That's my job is to kind of keep people awake. Awake, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is what I feel like this, even this conversation with you is like this reawakening of, I know this is so weird, but while we were talking, I was thinking about when you're saying DNA has memory and you're passing Mm -hmm. it down or whatever and being like, wow. Okay. So I got pregnant while we were in lock. uh, Well, I got pregnant right before we went into lockdown. Um, and the entire time that I was pregnant, I feel like it was like the healthiest, healthiest environment because nothing was happening. I was like, mm-hmm. I truly felt like it was like back in the day. I was like just hiking, like cooking food from a local market. Like this is not what my mm-hmm. life really looks like. But because of that time, the entire time that I carried Levi, my son, um, it was this like idyllic situation. It was stressful, but I feel like he got the best of the best of like eating healthy, being carried with peace. Like I was doing yoga, like just all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what if that alone was the reason I got stuck here? Mm-hmm. Was this, because that would, my, what I did with him in the womb would write so deeply, even on his DNA, that mm-hmm. it's like, could affect the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly. like, oh, it was just like a year of my life. And I'm like, oh, what's the next chapter? And it being like, are you joking? <laughs> you yeah. know? So I don't know. I just, I love, I love, yeah. You saying that and anyway, continue. Um, well, I was going to ask April. So you've, sure, done, yeah. you've, you've helped me a lot with the unblocking of the sacral chakra and how, and your just knowledge around that. That one's my favorite of all of them. I mean, I love them all, but specifically on the nose for our listeners, I think it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, because this is not this is not really what I know, but um, it houses our sensuality, our creativity, a lot correct. of like, yes. And so, if you if you feel like sharing, I would love to know about how you kind of woke up to healing your chakras, and also like. I'm very interested in this. Yes, yes. Any any tips specifically to that one because that's just been on my mind a lot, and um. And I think so many women struggle with that too. So it's true. It's like, it's true. You know, um, the sacral chakra is a powerhouse for women. We have the ability to create life. We carry life in our womb for nine months. That is a, you know, with all due respect, um, you know, our, our vaginal canal is, is a porthole is a portal Mm -hmm. for creation. So you can imagine how important that sacral chakra is for especially for women that's where the womb is housed that's where and then you got to keep in mind the intestinal tract and things like that that's where the sacral chakra is right there and i'm telling you self-esteem is incredibly important for us women because we have so many pressures to be so many different things and wear all these different hats. I mean, the expectation of us is so incredibly high. It's beyond belief. You got to look good. You got to, you know, you got to keep yourself thin. You got to, 
you know, you have to have, then you got to have a baby and then get back to work again and, and run your business. It's like, are you kidding me? And then I got to get up every morning and do my hair and my makeup. And then at, where, where do I have time? You know, and we lose ourselves in these, um, in these everyday type of routines. Um, because in the further away we are from ourselves, especially being a mother, I'm can raise my aunt here. I'm a mother. I know that Angela's a mother. We're all mothers. Um, you know, we can get lost in that and we forget what, how important we are because Mm. we're so busy giving outside of ourselves that we forget about what's inside. Now, when the sacral chakra is imbalanced, we find healthy ways or unhealthy ways to cope. And where does that come from? That's where a lot of addictions are born. Food addictions, alcohol, drugs, sex, um, you know, you name it that's where the, that's where addictions are birthed because we don't know how to cope. So that's why when I see people with addictions, I, you know, especially when people, I have clients that call me, they say, Oh, grandpa Joe's got this issue. Or, you know, my sister's got, I'm like, ah, sacred chakras imbalance. How are we coping? Mm. You know, stressed. How do you cope with all that? So I'm going to be honest with you. Like if I'm stressed out, I go for the sugars and the chocolates. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? My son will be like half eaten package of something. Well, Ooh, and I'll just grab it. Cause I'm on the go. Everybody's most mothers are on the go, 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 go. And it's, and that's my way to kind of cope. It's like a nervous eating little snack. I'm a snacker, you know, um, I don't drink and I don't smoke. So where, where am I going to put my stress? Where do I put that energy? How mm-hmm. do I deal? Well, that's what I do. I, I, you know, and so I'm still working on that, trying to kind of say no to the good stuff. You know what I mean? Ugh, you're um, coming after us. Yeah, we're feeling it. We're yeah. feeling it. I yeah. feel the heat. <laughs> and and the sacral chakra to to cope, to deal, to not get lost in in mom, I need this or honey, I need that, and you know all these things, all these expectations of us as women. It is impossible, impossible to match it we will always fall short because we are human beings and the things that are expected of us is crazy. We've got to look good. You can't have stretch mark. I mean, it's just crazy to me and that's not normal. And, well, yeah. and one of the things that like, I feel like I want to tell women that are listening today is like when that's where we start picking ourselves apart, we might even get so much in our vanity too. That's another sacral chakra thing where we start picking on ourselves, start eating disorders. Um, you know, people, I see all these people doing all this plastic surgery and getting crazy. I'm like, Oh my God, like, you know, where they start looking not normal anymore. And that's a sacral chakra. That's like, I'm not enough. Fill me up. Mm. Fill me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. That's sacral. When sacral is not balanced, it's give me, give me, give me, give me. That's where our inner child is housed. So when our inner child is wounded and we haven't healed from trauma or abuse, we will be like, gimme, 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 gimme. Well, what is the gimme? Well, addictions. Mm-hmm. I need, I, you know, you do one thing and then you need more. I do a little bit more then I need a little bit more. And that's how we cope with some unhealed trauma. And so we have to be careful as we grow as people, what we are not dealing with, because what we don't deal with goes right to the sacral chakra. Um, Affirmations in the morning are absolutely golden. Mm -hmm. You get up in the morning, you look at yourself in the mirror and you say to yourself, I am powerful. I am beautiful. I am intelligent. I love myself. 
you know, and if that's hard for you to do, you got to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when you're like, especially standing in front of the mirror and being in a bikini, you know, we can pick ourselves apart as when we're like, Oh, we got stretch marks or I got this going on. And, and I just had a hysterectomy, you guys. So I got some, some puncture wounds on the side of my belly. And um, I know Angela that I was going to talk about this and share my experience too. Speaking of the sacral chakra and wound healing and ancestral healing and stuff like that, um, because I had five, I had fibroids in my in my uterus, and I didn't know I was having these problems because I couldn't see inside. I didn't go to the doctor. I'm busy. I'm running around. I'm a mother, and I kept getting a lot of pains in my belly. And so they thought initially that there was something coming up with the stomach, like maybe an ulcer or something. So they did an endoscope, an upper endoscope, and they checked out my throat and stuff like that. But they didn't know that these fibroids were getting so big that they were pushing and kinking inside, kinking the um, intestines. So everything was backing up. Mm. And the size of the fibroids... Um, were pushing and putting pressure on my bladder and you name it, everything stomach. And so, but I didn't know this was going on. And so um, long story short, when I had my surgery, I remember waking up and I was like, oh my God. Now I know, you know, physically I knew I was heavily medicated. Okay. I was aware of that, but then energetically and spiritually, I knew I felt like a different person. And I didn't know what it was. And it didn't take, it took me until like three days when I got home and I was starting to kind of come out of everything. I was like, I just feel different. Something just feels different. And it hit me and I realized it. I said, oh my God, I healed my mother. I, I got rid of something that I was carrying for my mother. And I found out after my mother died that, you know, there was a lot of things that happened to her. She was raped. She had a lot of different things going on growing up and self-esteem issues, which is sacral chakra. I am worthy. I am worthy. Well, how do we feel worthy? What if we don't feel worthy? How do we cope with that? We start pouring ourselves into relationships that are bad for us, toxic situations, toxic friendships, thinking that it's going to change because we think this is as good as it gets. Really? Mm -hmm. Says who? Where did Mm. we get that? Okay, let's go back to the mother. So something, I'm not saying it's always the mother, but there could be a mother wound or there could we're, be a father we're very, wound. We're very familiar with mother wounds here on the pod. Oh, um, Kendall and I, okay. yeah, we're, I Don't mean, yeah. And I, and I think, I think it can be generational. I think like, sure. even when I say, even when I say like, oh, ancestral trauma, I don't mean to even say like one generation. I'm mm-hmm. saying like, mm-hmm. I feel like the things that happened to our parents are because of like what happened to like from their parents and like their thing, you know? And so mm-hmm. exactly what you are saying of like, oh, even this body part, even this like functionality is like carrying this energetic womb wound. wound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Womb, womb, womb to womb. I'm telling you, womb to womb, W-O-M-B, womb to womb, mm-hmm. and then wound to wound. Am I loving this person because it's, it's heart to heart or am I loving this person because it's wound to wound? How am Ugh. I connecting? 
You understand yes. what I'm saying? Like, yes. Wound to wound. That's really, that's really big. Yeah. Because Ken and I actually talked about that, about relationships that are built solely on uh, each other's mm-hmm. pain and how mm-hmm. at, in the time you feel like, wow, I found my soul sister. I found my twin flame. I found somebody else in the darkness, in the trenches with me. And that can be true. However, when one of the people starts to grow and the other person is like, no, no, wait, we are the trauma together. That's, that's what right. we are. That yeah. is where we've started waking up to being like, okay, I can, I can have honor to this pain that we shared and this trauma experience that we have and also feel like I want to heal outside of that away from you. And that, that can be healthy for me. And I don't mm-hmm. have to just relate to you on only, and I'm, I'm speaking general. I'm not saying a specific, yeah. I'm just saying we, we were kind of waking up to relationships in our life. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause that was like something where I told Angela, I was like, this is a new energetic boundary for me that we cannot only connect on our wounds. Like I used to think that that was me like being like really available or helpful or whatever. And it was like, this does not allow me or you to thrive. Like mm-hmm. I absolutely want to meet anyone where they're at. Like there is, I feel that I really genuinely can do that and love them there with no judgment. And mm-hmm. I love when someone can meet me in like the dark and the icky and like love me there. Mm-hmm. But if the way that we're connecting is only on our wounds I can't, mm-hmm. that's like an energetic boundary I have mm-hmm. to set now. Um, I don't know. So yeah, yeah I, I no, really. I, I get what you're saying completely. I mean, it, that brings up, I'm glad you mentioned that because that brings up the um, karmic relationships. So karmic relationships are much different than soulmate relationships. And then you, of course you go the twin flame, but karmic relationships are births because of an unresolved lesson or trauma from other past lives. So bringing up reincarnation stuff, you know, um, and we find ourselves feeling this real strong energetic pull to somebody and we keep revisiting the same issues, revisiting mm-hmm. the same issues, but nothing is getting solved. Or one person is like, whoa, I think I'm good. I've learned my lesson because the, the more I, I hammer away at this or this issue, it's just bringing more pain and suffering. And who wants mm-hmm. that, right? but the other person doesn't get it. So the karmic relationships are the ones that we feel snagged on. A lot of those karmic relationships are wound to wound. Mm-hmm. Whether this be female, male, whatever the situation is, doesn't matter. I mean, it's just the, the lesson will always keep revisiting or keep coming up if we don't learn. And that comes up in karmic relationships where, oh, we're going to test this and we're going to see if she's really learned her lesson and we're going to do it. We're going to do it. To this Stop it. <laughs> because if you really think about it, you guys really, all this is, is just almost like, look at it like a video game. Everybody has a position. Everybody, all the players have a position. So they're presenting a challenge to you. So no matter where you go, you could be challenged. Sometimes it's like unforgiveness. I I need to learn how to forgive. So I'm going to bump into this person. Everybody has a reason to be in your life, good or bad. Mm -hmm. Because I get clients that call me and say, April, I'm cursed. This is torture. Every every job I go to, there's this problem. And and I'm like, oh, really? Well, how is it a curse? That, 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 That may not be so. 
let's take a look. And when I see certain cards or I get a feeling of something, I'm like, no, this is something that she has to work on. It's mm -hmm. like something that she's not resolving within herself. And it could be that she's not supposed to be working in the, in, um, for other people it could be because she needs the work for herself, which happened to me a lot. Like I was working under other people and I kept finding myself like people just poking at me or wanting to mess with me. And I'm like, I'm like, why is this always happening to me? I'm, I'm, you know, it must be, do I have a sign on my back? You know, I went down those highways of thought, you know, but really now that I'm here, I look back on it now and I said that I wasn't supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. It was and shoving drew, you out the door to where was, you were supposed to be. The negative stuff was, was God's way of cleaning house. However, I had to change my perspective, but at the time I couldn't see it. And that's my job for clients is I have to get them to see something, whether they want to hear it or not. I mean, I'm here to be honest and be truthful. Otherwise, why come for a reading mm -hmm. if you don't want to know the truth? Honestly, that has uh, served me up a good piece of uh, humble pie sometimes because I'll come to April like, oh, I just want to talk about my career. And she's like, let's talk about brother. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, she has told me that with yes, you. April, like, she's been like, listen, I go because she's going to shoot me straight, like yes. whether I want to hear it or not. And she says that as a compliment. She's like, yes, she yes. will tell me or whenever I'm like, I don't know what to do. She's like, I think you just like need to talk to her. Like she'll actually... She'll actually tell you, you know, and here's, like, the okay, thing, okay. here's the thing. Like one of the things I feel that I appreciate in people is just shoot it to me straight. Mm -hmm. Don't yes. sugarcoat anything. Agreed. And I, I need that because if you're honest with me, then you respect me. Mm -hmm. And I respect each and every person that I talk to. And I always come at, I always say things in a way that's full of compassion and love because I'm getting the energy and the, and the messages and the downloads from their spirits. Cause we hold space for that half hour or hour or whatever. I, however long they book, I hold space for them. The spirits hold space for them and my spirits hold space for them. So we can engage and have a little private meeting for the best of them for their highest good. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And, and, and it's, it's like a little huddle. Mm -hmm. It's like a little, like, you know, a little powwow, you know, like at the table, yeah. you know, and it, a, an important chat. And it's just, it, it's a really, um, quite an experience. I think each and, and each and every time I connect with somebody new, it's always an adventure. It's always, um, really neat to see how things kind of come out in the wash. And, and although somebody just is so focused on love and they come to me, I want to talk about this person or, you know, I'm like, that's great, but, um, we'll talk about it. But, but the spirits are like, no, we're going to shine a light on this. We want to talk about this and this. And then it turns out at the very end of the session, they're like, oh my gosh, thank you. Because I didn't realize that. Or I've forgotten about that like 10 years ago. And now that I'm thinking about it and what's beautiful is them coming back in the DMS or the email saying, you know what? I really thought about what you said and I'm, I'm doing the work now. I'm, I'm, I'm working on this or I'm focusing on this. And it's, it's those messages that make me feel good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That make me feel like, wow, they're really, they're seeing it. They're they were mm -hmm. receptive to the message because I I'm not in this for myself I'm in this to be an instrument and just try to put the put the information out on the table and be as authentic as I can to what spirit is saying because they love them that they love you guys that much they don't Aww, want to see and I suffer. really they feel don't... that from you yes <laughs> I really do um, 
we are winding down here a little bit, but April, sure. I did want to ask you, um, because you really helped me a lot with uh, protection of the house yeah. and you're very big on like protecting your energy and, um, but specifically your home and the space that you like hold dear and feel safe. And I know mm-hmm. you just moved, so this is probably top of mind. Um, but what, so talk me through like what you do as a protection for yourself and the space that you hold dear. Cause Ooh, I, know I love this practical. Mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I know there's, you know, there's sage involved, but it's more, it's more than that. And like, I love the way you set up, um, a whole thing for your spirits. Oh, Ken, I forgot to tell you. And also the listeners, like, I really, really love that, uh, the way that April honors the spirit guides that help her channel messages, because she always has like an altar for them with like cigars and like fun stuff, like she's always <laughs> offering stuff up. And she's got like a whole little, like a sweet little spiritual party going on over there. And she'll like film and, and, uh, you just see how Thank much you. love and honor she has for those that help her. And, um, She's really. I, I come from a line of um, alcoholics and drunks, so they they like their booze. You know what yeah, I mean. So she like, liquor out it. for them and all that. And um, yeah, so you just you did wonders on. I didn't feel unsafe in my home. I feel good good vibes here. But I just think if it could help somebody else feel yes. like they can get more in touch with themselves if their space feels safe. If you have any. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh! Please tell me that. because I've been getting sure. like really weird like people keep telling me about like break-ins and like really traumatic things lately, like all around me. And I'm like, I felt really good in my home. And I'm like, is this like, is there some bad energy going on? Like, is this warning me for something? So please tell me what I'm supposed to do for my home. (laughs) You know what? I mean, I mean, sealing the space and just energetically cleansing the space is, is a must. It's like no different than we, we have to be, um, you know, hygienic, you know, we have to have good hygiene as people, our bodies, we have to take a shower. Well, same with energy. And, and we spend a lot of time in our home. We make love, we eat in our home, we, we fight in our home. We, you know I mean? Like everything mm-hmm. is done in the home. So the home is a very important space. So why not cleanse it once a week? I cleanse mine every day. So yeah, if you're, if you just, <laughs> if you do, um, one of the things that I think is important is, um, you want to open the windows and the doors before you get started. But, you know, I like, I like to get sage. Um, sometimes blue sage is good. Um, white sage is good, but blue sage is more for like negative entities. Like they, I, sometimes they use those in exorcisms and stuff. And that's a whole nother chit chat over there. But I'm just saying, um, I typically do blue sage, but you can do white sage is good too for purification. Um, but I like to use blue sage because I deal with spirits all the time. So sometimes it's just me. If I'm going to do anything, I'm going to bring in the big guns. I don't mess around. So I start at the front door with my blue sage and or if people are listening, you can do white sage if you want. It's up to you. Some, t- some people use mugwort and stuff. But I'm not a big, I like mugwort, but it's kind of like the smell is not my favorite. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. And we can't, and we, and you're saying like no Palo Santo, like we need something heavier than that. I haven't finished it. I'll I'll explain to you. So I always start at the front door and then I go counterclockwise in and out of the rooms. Okay. And that's with the sage and I get my little shell and walk around and, and that thing smokes a lot. So you want to keep the windows open and you don't want to keep the windows closed or the doors closed. You want to let the spirits out. It's pushing everything negative out. So I go in and out of the rooms and what I do is anything less than light is no longer welcome here. So you just go in and out of the rooms and you're asking, 
um, you know, whoever you want to call upon Archangel Michael, I like him. He's one of my personal favorites. Um, to energetically do a sweep, a God sweep in the house to, to clear and cleanse and remove any, any spirits, anything less than light. They're not welcome here. This is my space. So you're claiming your turf and you're going in and out of the rooms. You end up back at the front door, snuff that out in your shawl and then light your Palo Santo. Now Palo Santo, you got to keep lighting it. So keep that in mind. When you start at the front door with your Palo Santo, then you go clockwise in and out of the rooms. And this is more of, I'm bringing in the harmony, the love, the peace, the abundance flow into this house. And then you go in and out of the rooms, end up at the front door. Okay. And that's your prayer work. Um, I hope that's clear. And then um, mm -hmm. having an altar for your spirits is, is, it's important. It's kind of like the heartbeat of the house. So um, you can have is some you can make it look like something that's a part of the house. That's the beautiful part about it. You can put just get a couple pictures of grandma or great grandmother, put it in a frame. Glass of water. Water holds energy. So if you see these glasses, I get the bourbon glasses where the glasses come up. If you see bubbles at the top of the glass after you put the glass there, that's an indication that spirits in the house. It's raising the frequency in the house bubbles oh like i have sparklets waters and i'm telling you every time the sparklets drop off the water's house the bubbles just go in the house because i work with spirits every day so i always crack up like my son was at the door at the bang, 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 i'm here <laughs> yeah because if you notice in people that do sound bowl healings you notice how they put water in the bowl and it go pop 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 and you'll see that because the it's raising the frequency. Sound raises the frequency, so does spirit. So if you put a glass of water, water's purification. It has a lot of energy. It's powerful. So if you put up a glass of water there and light a candle, put some pictures of your ancestors that have passed, a, a vase of flowers every two to three days. Now my spirits, like I said, they're, I come from a long line of drunks. They love their liquor and their booze and they love their smoke. I leave cigarette smokes outside the front door. I, I light one and leave it lit and it, the, the whole ash will go down all the way to the nub because they're smoking it and there's no explanation for it. Who's out there Wild. smoking? I don't smoke. I don't. Yeah. Smoke. It would just go. It wouldn't smoke. It you know what I mean? Smoke. Like it would just, go, it out. just yeah. that it would go out, not like smoke down. Uh-huh. And I do that outside my front door every morning. And then I have my cigar smoke. Oh my gosh, I, I hope like, someone takes care of me like this when I die. <laughs> of, of course they will. But if you teach your children how to, like I, you know, I teach my son, I tell him all the time, I said, I don't want to be standing around waiting for my goodies. I said, you got to hook me up when I'm dead, you know. <laughs> put the sugar like, out. Okay, Come on. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, put the peachos out there, girl. <laughs> yeah. And give them what they like. You can leave like, you know, say like my grandmother, she loved pie. So I leave like if I if I buy sweets at the at the store, I'll cut her a slice of pie. And you can leave it there for a few hours, and you can eat it. But it's just the intention of it, yeah. saying hello. I, for instance, for example, I went to my son likes to get these croissants at this little donut shop. So I went there to go pick up his croissants. I looked down in the right hand corner, and uh, you know, um, nice Asian family that runs that business. You know, sweet, amazing people. And they're very strong in their belief system too, due to culture that they leave offerings out. They have their incense burning and you could see that they leave little donut holes and stuff out there for them with coffee every morning. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh. Right? Oh my gosh. And, look, and their business is packed because if you do that, 
they have the, for your spirits, they bless you tenfold with abundance and peace in your life because they don't want you to suffer. And so that's, but that's just an example of people of this, they're like a mom and pop, you know, and every morning you see their little on a plate right there in the right hand corner on the floor with their incense burning kind of off to the side. And I noticed it because I noticed those things anyway, because it's what I do for a living. And, and when I see them, I wave, I say, hello to their spirit. <laughs> I just oh my wait. gosh. I would definitely know? want coffee. Levi, if you're hearing this later on in life and you're like, when mom dies, definitely leave coffee out for me. Oh, for sure. Uh, cut to me going to Kroger and buying pie. And Nick's like, what's the pie for? I'm like, it's for my ancestors. Don't, yeah, don't, don't worry, worry about, about it. it. Also yeah, cut to everyone ask. who is like <laughs> going like counterclockwise and clockwise in their house, like cleansing the energy with all of their windows open and being like, Nick her. <laughs> and you know, yeah. another good, t- another good tip. And I could keep going you guys on and on. Um, camphor. If you put a glass of um, camphor, it's like this kind of, it's, um, it's, it's like kind a- of smell. It smells pretty strong. Spirit, negative spirits don't like camphor. And if you put camphor in a glass of water with three drops of holy water or some blessed water from the church or full moon water, I mean, people have different ways of doing things. Um, it's kind of, you know, I see people with structure with those types of things. I think there is no right or wrong way. It's just how it flows through you. But camphor, if you leave it in the, like my son was having nightmares and at one point way back in the day, and I, I put a, a piece of camphor in a glass and I put it in the corner of the room with three drops of holy water and I put it there and the nightmares just stopped because yeah. camphor, they, it's a, it's an old witchy tip, but, um, but again, everybody has their modality in their way. I mean, like people always ask me how, how should I do this? And I think it's kind of what you make of it, but intention is everything. Otherwise it won't work. I think intention is magic. People say, Oh, it's magic work. No, it's intention. Mm-hmm. 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 I believe it. Okay. So I have, I have one more question. I know Angela's probably like trying to cut us off because she's a responsible podcast host. I know she has to go. So I'm just like, I know she has a client, but we we are. I can always call you back when I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well we can, we can wrap up then. I truly have one question about moon water. Moon water. Yes. Okay. Do you, if you did, if you put moon water out, and then drink it. Do you feel that it has any actual qualities? And then we can wrap up. Um, yes. Um, I feel that psychically, energetically, uh, moon charged water is really good. I've seen, for instance, I have a healer that I go visit once in a blue moon, um, over in, um, in the Valley and she put, she drinks her moon water and uh and she's a very psychic woman and she does it for her own personal reasons um i do it sometimes but i'm more more than likely bathe in it mm, but i mean okay. it's but but it's electronically charged so it kind of it like vibrates your cells so it's really powerful um i wish i was more active doing it but um but I, I bathe in it more than I drink it, but I, but it's some, she has it in like, literally she gets like reverse osmosis water and then she puts it outside and charges it all night. Right. Wow. Under the moonlight. Yeah. And so for people who don't and- know what moon water is, moon water, like when we're talking about that, it's just taking water and letting it charge under a full moon. Um, so anyways, new no, moon I was energy, just very new moon. curious about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, new moon but wait, too? it's full moon and new moon, right? Yeah. So full moon, 
full moon's great for releasing and um, letting things go energetically, but the new moon is good if like you really want something like a new job, a new love in your life. You want to, you want to like work on your healing and, and all of that. You want to start anew. The new moon is great for, um, I label mine and I just like, I can drink it or bathe in it. Yeah. I catch me out here. New moon bathing. I love it. Yes. Um, okay. Well, I know you have a client, so thank you for <laughs> yes. squeezing yes. us in. And I honestly, I know Angela has been blessed over and over, um, by your energy. I really? love, first of all, I think this speaks so much to Angela too, of her energy that she, um, just constantly even brings like really beautiful people to me. I feel like like, oh. like energy is like energy. And so I, I love Angela and everything that we've been doing on this podcast and the fact that she introduced me to you, it just feels like a really big blessing. So thank you. Um, I feel the yeah. same way. I'm very excited. I mean, I would love to, you know, come back again and chat with you. I mean, there's so much knowledge in me. I mean, any chance I get to pour it out of me, I'm there. Any chance I can get to help someone or give them an opportunity to change something for the better for themselves, I'm there 110%. So um, I'm full of knowledge. So ask me as many questions as you want. I will always have an answer for it. So it's yes. true. She does. And so we will link April's, uh, her Instagram and about her services in our show notes, but her name on Instagram is and you say it, Astra Astoundance? Yeah, Astra. It's my spirits. They gave me the name. I ha I can't even argue with those people, those souls over there. There's no. I, there's She's no like, I tried to change by. it. Yeah, and they weren't having it's, it's it. Aust it's Astra. I call Astra. So A S T R E Astoundance. A S T O U N D A N C E. My spirits gave me that name. And again, I can't even argue with them. So no, they're the they reason why they I'm said busy. what they said. They and said they're like, we're it's done. It's done. So also at Austria Sounds, um, and you could find me on my website too at AustriaSoundance.net. Um, yes. and check out my services and you can always email me or DM me. And I'm always interested in answering questions. Um, yeah, I get a little busy, but on, I will get yeah, back to you. She's popping yeah. on the Instagram. She, um, she will get back to you if not, you know, when she can. And also we have a little special announcement. A little surprise. Yes. A surprise. So if you are interested in booking a spiritual service from, um, April, a 30 minute or a 60 minute session, you will get a little discount. If you use code woo woo, the first 10 people that uh decide to book with her so if you need more details on that get to us but that is just something that she is blessing the listeners yes. with yes uh, yes yes Save a little coin and get a reading from my girl um hit her up she's happy to do it and uh, get you in the schedule and we're Absolutely. so on. Thank you, April. We've been having this in the books for a while. Like, a tr I've been dreaming about talking to April on my <laughs> for a while, and I'm just glad that it's in existence now. And um, we we hope you guys enjoyed today uh, and just bathing in a spiritual bath with us. Um, yes. See you next week. Thank you so much. Okay. Blessings. Bye. Thank you. All right, guys. Bye, Bye. everyone. Take care, loves. All right. Bye. 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 I hope you had fun today. Thank you so much for listening. We're manifesting that this becomes something. So if you enjoyed this, help a sister out and give us a rating or tell your best friend so we can connect more people like you. Talk to us anytime. Easiest to reach us is on our Instagram. Kindle is at Kindle Hannah with no H at the end. And I am at Angela underscore party. Also, we wanted to give a quick shout out to Nicole Spolerich, our magical audio editor, and Scott Hoying from Pentatonics for the sparkly intro. 
You two make it sound like we're not just two girls sitting on the living room floor with a mic. So we love you for it. Anyway, we love all of you guys. See you next Wednesday and stay woo woo.